Talk That Matters, brought to you by the Salvation Army. The 60s was a great era of music, and in the mid-60s, a kid from Tuskegee, Alabama, was performing in a succession of R&B groups, hoping that one day he'll be picked up by a record label. And then the imperceivable happened. He became a singer and saxophonist with the Commodores, who went on to become one of Motown's supergroups. Lionel is in the country this month on tour, and we caught up with him a while back to talk life, loves and music. That's in Hollywood. Your first love? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love the most about LA? It's so it's, it has ninety million different cultures, man. And even anything that you think you're into, or any person that you think you or want to meet, they got they're going to come through LA sooner or later. I heard once how you were saying for yourself, um, one of the scary moments on stage as a performer is when all the uh, all the all the music goes out on stage, and the only thing that's working is your microphone. <laughs> okay. Or you have a heckler that decides he's going to talk louder than you on the stage. Oh, don't you love that? You follow me? Yeah. Uh, can you sing a song with earrings, bracelets, shoes, flying towards the stage? <laughs> In other words, what I'm saying to you is, that's a professional. You can continue to keep the show going, and you know really what's happening. You are the consummate professional, Lionel. <laughs> I can tell you've had plenty of experience. My brother, let me tell you, when you get to be about 90 years old, you can read my book. I wouldn't dare print the words in that thing before I get old enough to leave the planet. Yeah, right. Uh, Lionel, what changed your mind from using rap on your next album? Well, there's one simple uh, phrase that I use. It's because I can't, number one. But you demand. I'm, I'd be demand. You demand. But see, the trouble here, just so you understand, mm. there is a very fine line between knowing what you're good at and knowing what you can't do. Right. And I had a great story. I went to a Bobby Brown concert once. It's a true story. And every rapper in the world, every rapper in the world was backstage. And I decided I was going to do some small talk and make the guys feel at home by saying I was going to put some rap on my next record. And they, of course, Chris looked at me and said, why the heck would you do something stupid like that? The only reason we are rapping is because we can't sing. Really? You be the man. And from with that, the melody. Come on, you be the man with the melody. <laughs> so from then on, you know, it was over. I mean, I, I, you know, from there, reality struck, and real, I realized, you know, let me do what I do best. Wow. Let me let them do what they do best. That must make you feel good, huh? To be acknowledged in that area? Well, you know what it is. Mm. I think the greatest compliment in the world is when you can get a group like Faith No More, mm -hmm. who, 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 who does easy, like Sunday morning again. How did you feel about that? Let me tell you, Chris, it, it, first of all, I, I don't know what, which shocked me the most. The record being played by Faith No More, or Faith No More referring to me as Mr. Richie. <laughs> excuse me, Mr. Richie. <laughs> it was like, excuse me, are you talking about that? But, you know, when you think of guys being your fans, you're not thinking of rock groups, you're not thinking about... But the truth is, they're big fans of the Commodores, man. <laughs> and it's such a great honor, I mean... To tell you, some of these rappers walk up to me, and you know, this is serious gangster rap. Yeah. And they're going, yo, yo, what's up, what's up, my brother? I want to tell you we love you and the Commodores. Wow. Excuse me? 
and then they turn around and say something really strange that comes out of their mouth. My mother loves everything you're doing, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you look at these guys and go, wait a minute, I'm scared to make eye contact. And all of a sudden, you know, they come off and say something like my mother. Mm. You know, or when I was growing up, my family would mm. listen to it. My father and mother would listen to you when I was growing up. Do you keep in touch with any of the Commodores, by the way? I actually do. Uh, in fact, there's a, the bass player for the Commodores is living here in Auckland, New Zealand. Is he? He has a fabulous, very successful rug company in Auckland, New Zealand that I'm probably putting in the best commercial for him right now, but he's got this rug company, man, and I know I'm in trouble when I go to play Auckland because he's going to sell me every rug he has in his store. I know he's prepared for that. That's hilarious. And you're good friends with uh, the rest of them as well? I see. I, there are two members in L- L.A., uh, Ronald, excuse me, uh, William King, and uh, Mylon Williams, the keyboard player, mm-hmm. they're still living there. And of course, the rest are living in Florida. Wow. What's your favorite Lionel Richie song? Now, you would ask that. That's the hardest darn question on the planet. Yeah. I think the one that I enjoy doing every night, only because of how long it has been around, yeah. is between Easy and Three Times Later. You once, twice, three times later. John Waite from The Babies told Cornerstone magazine, which is a publication of Jesus People in Chicago, in an interview that he was lonelier at the top than he was at the bottom. And uh, he wrote a song when he was considering suicide. Um, it obviously got very low. Has it ever gotten that tough for you? Well, let me just be honest with you. If you ever hear me saying the word suicide, it was definitely not me and it was not anything I was doing with my mouth because... I, I, I don't think I can go that way. I'm too much of a chicken that way. I think you're too positive. Yeah, this is. I'm, I'm actually too positive to a, to a fault. I think depression I've been through greatly, but never to the point of saying I will go through um, suicide yeah. or anything like that. Not even contemplating the thought. But yeah. I think a lot of times from those very low positions, um, it only gives me strength to know that even though it's lonely at the top... Is it for you? It, it is very lonely. Why? Well, you know, there's nothing up there. The reason I wrote Climbing to the Top is a perfect reason for that. You know, I wrote it because it's, it's almost like an ode to what is everybody's ambition is to make it to the top. Yeah. You know what's amazing about the top? There's nothing there. There's nothing up there. All of your great relationships, you pass them on the way up. All your great friends, you pass them on the way up. Your great family life, your mom, whatever it is, you pass it on the way up. When, when someone says they're lonely at the top, it also tells me something else. What? It means you burned all the bridges so you can't go back down and say hello to your friends. Oh, I see. see. what I did was I made all my friends and I maintained them. Uh-huh. So when I had a very low part of my life, I just went back down to visit my friends. I understand. But what happens a lot of times, which happens in our business very very often, is that you, you go to the top and you burn a lot of bridges along the way. And you be, have to be very careful because... What's that old line? The same people you meet going up are the same folks you're going to pass going down. That's it, right? And you don't have to go down so far if somebody sticks their arm out to grab you. Yeah. Unfortunately, they send you to school for everything but one thing, how to deal with success. Dan Peake from the um, Trio America, Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind & Fire, mm-hmm. Denise Williams, um, Leon Patillo, who was once front singer for Carlos Santana. Uh, there are a few artists who have recognized um, a faith in Jesus. Where does Lionel Richie stand? Well, I, I don't. I guess my line is, I don't have to be born again because I never left the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been uh, God has always been a part of my life. Yeah. You know, the, some people use 
some people use the source or Allah or Buddha or I prefer to use God or Jesus Christ as, yeah. my, as my anchor, but uh, I don't preach it a lot. No. Know, because I feel that it's a very personal thing, but at the same time, you know, I believe that there must be something in life that's bigger than you are. Yeah. And I prefer to use the word God in my case. Wow. Stevie Nicks' philosophy on life is keep dancing. <laughs> What's Lionel's? Well, that, well, my philosophy is a little bit close to that. It's called keep moving. <laughs> keep moving. It's hard to hit a moving target, man. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's mine. I, funny thing, she would say keep dancing, but we have the same kind of philosophy. I believe a moving target is the hardest thing in the world to tag down. Do you sit down at night sometimes and just read through the, the Bible at all? Um, actually not. Um, a lot of times what I will do is I do a lot of tapes, a lot of uh, inspirational tapes, or in the case of I do a lot of meditation. Um, so what I end up doing is there's a time when I just spend time with myself to look for that inner peace. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll find a very quiet place and just sit down for a moment, at least one time during the course of the day, where I spend that time just listening. Um, and you'll discover how much information is available if you just stop and mainly stop talking and just listen. Because you've got the answers, you know all the answers. Sometimes from those inspirational tapes, you know, have you ever noticed that when you hear something that someone says, it's not that you are learning it for the first time. They're just reminding you yeah. what you already know. Uh -huh. You know you know right and wrong. You know good and bad. Yeah. You know what works for you and what you don't like. But we've been so busy trying to be tactful and, and, and politically correct that sometimes we start lying to ourselves. Well, we know the right answer before we said it. Mm. You know, how do you like this dress? Your answer, I hate it. But you be tactful. You say, oh, I think it looks fabulous. Yeah, right. You follow me? Yeah. And you find yourself going through your whole life being very tactful and you're miserable. So to me, it's just a moment of solitude just to kind of sit and remind myself what I like. Well, look, Lionel, I really encourage you to just um, have a read of the word and because uh, Jesus loves you, man. And, uh, Thank he, you very much, my brother. He could really, you know, he can use you through your music. It well, is... I must tell you that he's the best co-writer I ever had in my life. <laughs> is that right? Because <laughs> don't think I'm doing this by myself, mm. my Mm, I believe it. Because that is not the case. And if I ever give that impression, that is not what's going on. Wow. I'm just a great tool, and I'm, in, I'm enjoying having all of this flow through me. Mm. Lionel, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Mate, we love you in this country. Thank you so much. Okay. You are a shining star.